And I'd like for you to uh, join me. Some of you may know it, and if you don't, it's easy to pick up. And it's just simply about how great God is. Hallelujah. And about how that He is greater than all. Hallelujah. Go ahead, guys. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you. He is greater, greater. My Father is greater than all. Greater, greater. My Father is greater than all. He is greater, greater. My Father is greater than all. trials greater than tests is greater than all of the enemy's best nothing can pluck me from my father's hand cause my father is greater than all he is greater greater my father Greater than all your pain By His great power Your body can change He's the great healer of every disease My Father is greater than thee He's greater than poverty Greater than lack He's greater than any financial attack Oh, my Father will always supply all my need. Oh, my Father, greater than all of you, greater, greater. Oh, my Father is greater than all. He is greater, greater, my Father. Greater than all your sin Greater than all of the bad things you've been He's greater than what was And all that shall ever be Oh, my Father is greater Greater than these is Greater, greater Oh, my Father He's greater than all
Is he greater than all? Is he greater than all? Oh, lift up your hands. Oh, Father, we praise you. We extol your greatness. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. Nothing's too hard for you. Nothing's impossible to you. You are the greatest. You are the greatest. Far greater than all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we agree together. As touching this, we ask you for utterance in the word. We ask you for the anointing. We ask you for ears that can hear. Eyes and a mind and a heart that can see and receive. We're asking you for answers, direction, a supply of the Spirit. Exactly what you know we need. And we purpose not to be hearers only, just talkers about it, but to be a doer. Be a doer of the Word of God. And as surely as we do, great things will happen because you always watch over your Word and perform it. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Let's sing it again. You are greater, greater, my Father is greater. truly bigger than what you've been dealing with? Is he bigger than anything you will ever deal with? Hallelujah. If you believe it, it takes the pressure off of you. If you believe it, it lets joy and peace come up in you. Somebody say, I believe it. I believe it. Oh, you are greater, greater, oh, my Father is greater than all. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. You can be seated. Thanks, guys. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Well, you couldn't tell when the track stopped and when these guys started, could you? I mean. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Turn with me in the scriptures, please, to the book of Psalms. Psalm 118. And the uh, sixth verse, Psalm 118, verse 6, something we've been on for a few weeks now. 
talking about the Lord, is on my side. Hallelujah. Some of the best news you ever heard. (laughs) Now the alternatives to that is that he didn't take sides and didn't care. Or he was against you. Which you might as well just quit now. (laughs) But the scripture reveals that he's not against you. Nor is he non-committal one way or the other but that he is actually for you Psalm 118 verse 6 says the Lord is on my side as a result what I will not fear what can man do to me verse 7 The Lord takes my part with them that help me. Hallelujah. The Lord's on my side. The Lord takes my part. In uh, Psalm 54, Psalm 54 says, Behold, verse 4, 54, 4, Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. Sit out loud. The Lord's on my side. The Lord takes my part. The Lord helps me. Is my helper. In Psalm 56, I want us to read more than one or two verses there. Psalm 56. Anybody been reading the Psalms here? Recent times? Good. Psalm 56, verse 1. Be merciful to me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He fighting daily oppresses me. Mine enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me, O Thou Most High. Now, We do have an adversary. The devil goes about, the Bible said, 1 Peter, as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. That word devour can also be translated swallow up. Same idea, same language. So we do have enemies. We do have the enemy of our soul, which is God's enemy. And he, uh, he wants to destroy us. He, the thief comes not except for to steal, kill, and destroy. Keep reading. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Here's the cure for fear. What is it? Trust, trust or faith. Faith is the cure. And you can see how that they are, where one is, the other is not. You see this throughout the Word of God. To be full of faith is to have no fear. 
And to be full of fear is to have no faith. At least not for that. So what if you find yourself afraid? Don't act like there's no recourse. What, what must we do? We must get our faith fed and built up and it will displace the fear. What time I am afraid, what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to trust God and that will get me out of the fear. Verse 4. In God I will praise His word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear. Can you see the I'm trusting and not fearing. What if I was fearing? Okay, I got to trust. So then now I'm trusting and not fearing. Verse 5. Every day they rest my words, these, these enemies. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather themselves together. They hide themselves. They mark my steps when they wait for my soul. Shall they escape by iniquity? In your anger cast down the people, O God. You tell my wanderings, put thou my tears into your bottle. Are they not in your book? When I cry to thee, when shall, then shall my enemies turn back. This I know, for God is for me. And they just made one of the biggest mistakes they could ever make. Making me their enemy. Because God is on my side. You know, in ancient primitive times, then it's still that way today. Wise leaders knew before you go attack that bunch, you need to find out who else is with them. I mean, you got to find out on the playground. This this guy may be a whole lot smaller than you, but he could have a big brother. Is that right? Could have five big brothers. <laughs> you could get yourself in a world of hurt. <laughs> Things are not always as they appear. You don't know the whole story. You don't know what's behind them, what's connected to them. And that's no, never been more true than with you and me. Is God for us? Well, then if somebody messes with us, They're messing with him. Keep reading. He said at verse 10, In God will I praise his word. In the Lord will I praise his word. In God have I put my trust. And what's the result? I will not be afraid. What can man do? If you're trusting, you're not fearing. If you're fearing, you're not trusting. It's not an oversimplification. This is just how it works. The more faith you get in your heart, the less fear you yield to. And the less you worry, which is also fear. The less you dread, which is also fear. Fear... Is the same evil stuff, whether it's a mild dread or full-blown panic. It's the same stuff, just different degrees of it. 
And you and I should not yield to any of it. Fear, uh, when we sense any kind of symptoms of fear, we should get very serious about not yielding to it anymore and about resisting it and getting out of it and getting it out of us. Because it is something that can prevent God's will from coming to pass in our lives. Yes, you heard me say it. Yes, amen. You know, when Jesus was on the earth ministering, why did he tell people, fear not, only believe? Why? If, if his will was going to be done no matter what, why emphasize that? Why bring that up? Many have preached error in churches, implying that God's will is going to be done no matter what we do or don't do. Hmm? Whether we believe or whether we don't believe, God is, is, is all sovereign and all powerful, and what he wants is going to be done regardless. This is contrary to the Bible. It's just not true. When Jairus' daughter, you know, was sick, and he came to ask the Lord to come, and he said he would. And he came to his house, and before he got there, the people from his house came and met him and said, you know, don't bother the master anymore. She's gone. She's gone. Your little daughter's dead. And Jesus looked at him. What did he say? Anybody remember? Fear not. Fear not. Only believe. Now, now, if the Lord's going to go there and raise her up no matter what, then it's unnecessary to say this. Hmm? But why does he look at him and say this? Well, why is he on his way to Jairus' house? Why? Because Jairus had enough faith, come on, are you listening, to come and tell him that if he would come down, right, she'd live. The reason Jesus is headed toward his house is because of his faith. Well, what if he gives up and quits believing? It's going to affect the outcome. Now, a lot of folks don't believe that. They preach something different from the Bible. But in Jesus' own hometown, it said he could there. Didn't say he decided not to. He could there do no mighty works. Mark 6. What does that mean? Because they did not accept what he preached. They did not believe it. They rejected it. If the Lord was going to make anybody do something. He'd make them believe the gospel and be born again and miss hell. He does not do that. And it's not his will that any should perish. Well, if you don't believe and you reject the gospel and you reject Jesus, are you saved anyway? No, you're not. So is it God's will that you were not saved? No. No. 
But your faith or lack of determined the outcome. Saved, lost. That's as serious as it gets. Is that just me thinking? Or did the Bible say, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creation, every creature. He that believes... Being baptized will be saved. He that believes not, who's it up to? Completely different outcome. Lost or saved? Determined by what? Believing or not? Well, if it's true concerning the most important thing, it's going to be true concerning lesser things. Healings, bills paid, needs met, etc., etc., this, well, whatever God wants, you know, I just want whatever he wants. Uh, you got to find out what he wants. Amen. And then you got to go for it. Amen. And believe for it. Yes. Use your faith. Amen. When he looked at Jairus and said, fear not. I only believe. Why? Because the outcome of this situation is being determined right now. And the reason why... He's in the book. <laughs> it's because of what he did. Said out loud. Fear not. Only believe. What if you're full of fear? You're not in faith. What if you're full of faith? You're not fearing. And we see in this psalm, he said, uh, what time I'm afraid, what am I going to do to get out of it? I'm going to trust in God. Can you see this? Verse 10, in God I'll praise his word. In the Lord will I praise his word. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid. Somebody say, I trust God. I will not be afraid. Say it again, I trust God. I refuse to fear. It is a choice, saints. It's a choice. Faith is a choice. And fear is a choice. Now, a lot of folks don't believe that. They think, well, you know, I, I don't want to be afraid. Well, why, why do you have to be afraid? Well, I can't help it. You can't help what? I can't help but be afraid. Well, what, what about all these verses that says, fear not? <laughs> Did the Lord not know that you would not be able to keep from fearing? <clears throat> keep, keep reading. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to help you out. Just hold on. Uh, Verse 12, your vows are upon me, O God. I'll render praises to you, for you have delivered my soul from death. Will you not deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living? He overcame his fear. He trusted God and had victory. Go to John, please. Gospel account of John and the 14th chapter. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sit out loud. Full of fear? No faith. Full of faith? No fear. In John 14, Jesus said, 
Verse 1. John 14, 1, he said, Let not your heart be troubled. Yeah, but what if you can't help it? <laughs> what if you, you know, what if you can't help but be troubled and upset? What do you do with this verse? What's the understood subject here? You let not. You are not to let your heart be troubled. Words from the master. Should we take them seriously? Hmm? If he told you, don't let your heart. What if he was standing here tonight? (laughs) And he looked you in the eye. He called you by name. Something bad had happened in your life. And he looked you in, in, in the eye. He called your name. He said, don't let your heart be troubled about this. What would you say to him? Yes, <laughs> I can't help it, Jesus. I know you said that, but I just can't. So now what's he going to say? <laughs> what's he going to say? I know it. I know it. I, I wanted to shoot high, but I knew you might not make it. <laughs> No. Is he serious about this or not? Would he know what we could do and not do? So the fact of him telling us to do this, what does that cause us to know? It can be done. And if you weren't able to do it before he told you to do it, his word empowers you to do it. Is that when he told you to do it, that gave you the ability To do it. His words create heaven and earth. And it can sure put strength into you. To be able to do. What he said to do. Skip on down. Later in the chapter. To the 27th verse. John 14 27. Jesus said. Peace. I leave with you. My peace. I give to you. This is the very peace he walked in himself as he's on the earth. Do you have it or not? Not as the world gives, give I to you. You cannot find this in any religion of the world, in any psychology, in any drug or drink or possession. It cannot be found anywhere else. What what are we talking about? The peace of of God that passes understanding. It cannot be found anywhere except in in Jesus. It's his own peace. His personal peace he has given to us. Somebody said out loud, I have have Jesus' Jesus personal personal peace. peace. It's mine. He, he gave it to me. It's in me. It's mine. What did he say? Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, give I to you. And again, he said what? Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So what if my heart is troubled and upset? 
I let it get that way. What if my heart is afraid? I let it get that way. Hmm? Now, every one of us in here have let our heart get in the shape it shouldn't have got in. But the lie is thinking you can't help it. And thinking it's nothing, you know, this is beyond me. It just overwhelms me. And there's nothing I can do but sit here and cry and feel sorry for myself. I, I wish it wasn't this way. Lies, lies, lies. Uh, put up Psalm 23 on the screen for us, please. Anybody remember the 23rd Psalm? Hmm? Now, uh, let these work. Does anybody respect Jesus in here? Do you respect his words? Yes. Now we, we, we saw two verses here in the New Testament where he said, don't let your heart be troubled. And he said it again. And then he said, don't let it be afraid. Yep. Hmm? Yes, sir. Do you believe the words of Jesus? Yes. Will you accept them? Yes. Then it's obviously true. I don't have to be troubled. I don't have to be afraid. If I am, Regardless of the causes, I let it happen to me. I let it. And according to Jesus, I'm not to let it. Is everybody awake? Friend, this is what we're talking about tonight is life changing. Is it possible to go through life and not have a troubled heart? Is it? A lot of folks would. They, they, They don't think so. But I'm going to go with Jesus on this. Anybody joining me? Anybody? I'm going to go with him. Don't water down this mighty word to fit your lack of experience or your bad experiences. Believe God to elevate your experience to this. Did Jesus suffer as he walked the earth with chronic depression? Huh? Was there anything to be upset about in the earth? Yeah. Huh? Was Jesus in a, in a mad rage all the time about all the junk that was going on in the earth that was so ungodly and against the Father? No, no, no. The Bible said he was anointed with the oil of joy above all his companions. Jesus, somebody said, well, he's the man of sorrows for a little while, while he took your place in mine. Not his life, not before, not since. Jesus is not on the cross. He's not in the grave. He's at the right hand of majesty on high. And he's not depressed. Now we know he couldn't have been a sad sack and the grouchy Joe. Our little kids wouldn't have flocked to him like they did. What are little kids like? They like to have fun. Always. And they flocked to him. They mobbed him to the point the disciples were having to peel him off and say, tell their parents, would you get all these kids out of here? And he said, no, leave them alone. He said, heaven's like this. Glory to God. The kingdom of heaven's made up of this. 
Glory to God. The Lord doesn't lose his babies. He doesn't lose his children. All the babies that have been destroyed, all the children that have been lost on the earth, he didn't lose them. He's got them. All of them. He's got all of them. Hallelujah. And when you get there, you're going to see them. And they'll all be to mob you. And it'll be great fun. You'll enjoy it thoroughly. (laughs) Hallelujah. How do we get into all that? God doesn't lose his kids. Hallelujah. In uh, Psalm 23, are you there? Let's read it. Psalm 23, 1. They'll put it on the screen. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That's prosperity. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. More prosperity. He leaves me beside the still waters. Prosperity and peace. Verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. What? What? Say it out loud. I will fear no evil. I will. Did you hear that? I will. When the Lord says, don't let your heart be troubled, what should your response be? I will not let it be troubled. Or if you want to use the word won't, but it has to do with your will. I will or I will not. I will have peace. I will not be afraid. (laughs) Oh, the devil so does not want people to get what we're talking about. Because as soon as you get this, it's hard. It becomes hard for him to do anything with you. (laughs) He has convinced most of the planet that we are helpless victims to our circumstances and our feelings and thoughts. And if something bad happens to you and you feel bad, it's going to be bad. You wish it wasn't that way, but what can you do? But you and I are in this world, but we're different. I said we're different. We were dead, but we've been made alive. Hallelujah. We were on our own struggling down here without God, but no longer. No longer. He's in us. We're in Him, and He's in us, and we have the ability to refuse to be troubled, and to refuse to fear. Even when you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Reckon you feel some things in the valley of the shadow of death? Reckon you see some things in the valley of the shadow of death? Not a nice place. Dark place. Bad place. Hard place. Death is breathing down your neck. The dark shadow is across you. And what did he say? Come on, help me out. 
I will fear no evil. We might say it today. I won't fear. I refuse to fear. I will not fear. Why? Why? You can't just say, I won't fear. If you don't have something to back it up, you're going to fear. Wishful thinking ain't going to cut it. Positive mindset ain't enough. Good intentions are out the window quick in certain situations. Why will I be able to not fear and not be troubled? Because for you are with me. I'm not alone in the valley. Oh, hallelujah. I'm not alone in these circumstances. I'm not alone in this situation, in this flood, in this fire, in this financial downturn. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Somebody say, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Say it out loud. I will fear no evil. For you are with me. That's the only way you can not be afraid. Is if you know he's with you. Hebrews eleven six. You don't need to turn there. But he talks about he that comes to God. He, he said uh, without faith. It is impossible to please God. For. Then he describes faith in God. He that comes to God must believe. And he mentions two things. You must believe. Not optional. Must. You must believe that God is. (laughs) What is that? You believe in God. You believe he's real. And you believe he's God. Is he real? This may sound like an oversimplification, but when people talk about their beliefs, well, everybody has a right to their beliefs, but, you know, keep your beliefs to yourself and don't bring them into the workplace and don't bring them into the government and don't bring them into the school. And don't... That's because when people talk like that, their beliefs don't mean a thing to them. There's no such thing as your beliefs, if you have any, not affecting your life. See, they don't think God's real. They don't think he exists. So they're calling to them our beliefs or our imaginations. And we're just basically, you know, weak-minded people who need the emotional crutch of religion. And if that helps our feelings to come here and shout and act a fool and put our money in the plate, well then bless their heart. Maybe it helps them, you know. But according to the Bible, it's the fool that says there's no God. Who's the fool? Who's fooling who? It ain't me and you. Because God is. Oh, somebody say God is. God is. I am fully persuaded. Are you? I am fully persuaded. 
that the Bible is true. And God spoke. And everything became. He made man. Man lost himself, but he redeemed man. Sent his only son. I believe this soon and very soon. You and I are going to be out of here, out of here, out of here. And it's not going to be dark, lights out, the end. We're going to slip out of this body like a hand slips out of a glove. We're going to break free from this cursed environment we've lived in all our life. And we're going to say, Whoa, I feel good. I feel I feel good. And we're going to go to a place that's just as real as any place you ever put your foot on. And we're going to see the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We're going to see the throne of God and he that is fire from his loins up and loins down sitting on the throne. And we're going to fall down and we're going to worship him like we ain't never worshipped him before. No, it's not a fairy tale. No, 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 no. Reality. Somebody say, I believe. I believe God is. That means, that means you believe he's real. He exists. He is real. And he's God. Which means he has all power. He can do anything. Nothing is impossible to him. But that's not the end of the verse. What else must you believe? And you must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now reward is something good. Why why did he go on to say that? It's not enough to just believe that God exists and that he can do anything. This now gets to to affecting what you believe about his will. Will he use his great knowledge and great power to help me? If you seek him, the Bible said he's going to reward you seeking him. What does that mean? He's going to respond to you. He's going to help you. Give you what you need. Strength. It's going to pay off to seek Him. It's going to matter. It's going to bring results. Can you see this? Why am I talking about this? Because this is how you can walk through the valley of the shadow of death in a dark circumstance. And yet... Have no fear. And your heart not be troubled. Why? Come on, help me out. Why? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Hmm? Why? Because who is with me? Who? Who? Can you see what that would do to your fear? Well, there's some rough stuff going on in the earth. Yeah, but I'm with the one who made the planet. (laughs) He's just right here. Aren't you concerned? Uh, I choose not to be. Why? Because he's right here. 
He's right here. And his rod and his staff, they what? They what? His, uh, this has to do with his protection and his provision. Hallelujah. Somebody say protection and provision. If he's real and he loves me and I'm, I'm following him and endeavoring to do what he tells me to do, how am I not going to be kept? And how am I not going to be provided for? Well, if you, if you come back and say, well, I, you know, looks like sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. I don't know. That is unbelief and fear, yes, it which is the thing that could keep you out, Amen. that could hinder God's will. Yes. And we need to get more into this, but are you with me so far? Look at the verse again. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Now, here's the big thing. In the, in the valley of the shadow of death, walking through there, going through that place, are you going to feel some things? Yes. That's not good. Yes. Seeing some things. Yes. Hearing some things yes. that, would be, that could be very frightening. Could be very upsetting. You are going to feel it. You're not going to be able to go through this life. And not feel these things. These thoughts and suggestions are going to come to your mind. And they can hit you abruptly. Abruptly. When you hear about something that happened. But here's the thing. Even though my knees are bumping together and my voice is quivering when I try to talk and my mind feels paralyzed, I still don't have to fear. Some people say, well, what do you mean? You're, you're, you're in fear. No, symptoms of fear. Symptoms of fear. Oh, is everybody awake? Is everybody awake? This is how you overcome. This is how you walk in victory. Other people don't think you can walk in. You can't control everything happening in this world around you. You can't. You can't. You can't control everything that everybody does. No matter how much you want them to do what's right, they may not. They may not. And they may not for 20 years. You got a choice. Are you going to feel great about that? No, you're not. Are these thoughts and these feelings going to come on you? Yes. But... No matter what comes on you, you don't have to let it in you. It'll come against you. You'll feel it. You'll sense it. But, old friend, this is how this is how you win and overcome every situation. You're sitting there. Your knees are bumping together. I mean, the hair is standing up on the back of your neck. 
goosebumps double parked? <laughs> you, you may feel paralyzed. Here's what you got to do. You say, everybody say, say, say. You say, fear, I resist you. I refuse to fear. And then you start talking about who's with you. You start talking about that the creator of the heavens and the earth is with me. On my side, in me, on me, in front of me, behind me, around about me. And the more you talk about him, the stronger you're going to begin to sense his presence. Hallelujah. Because that's faith. That's faith. And it gives him access to manifest in your life. Whoo. <laughs> Come on, say it again. Yea, Yay. though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, come on, here's your part and my part right here. This is our part determining how we make it out of this and if we make it out of this. What's my part? I will fear no evil. I refuse to fear. Will there be times you feel afraid? Oh, yeah. But is, does that mean you're defeated? No. We don't go by feelings. We don't live by feelings. What are feelings? Nothing more than feelings. What is a feeling? Not much. In the big scheme of things, what about all the stuff you have felt? Through the years. You yourself. Don't take half your feelings serious. Is that right? You your own self. <laughs> Somebody may see you and go. Well you sure look different today. I saw you last week. Boy you, you, you look like you were. You're, what are your feelings? Uh, aren't you still the same way? You go. Ah, I was just you know feeling this or that. I don't live by my feelings. I don't walk by feelings. I walk by faith. I don't live by my feelings. I live by faith. My feelings don't tell me what I am. I tell them what I am. Come on, is that right? Oh, they're real? Yeah, they're real. Yeah, I know it. But they don't have to determine your life and your outcome. Somebody say, I won't fear. I won't fear. Why? Because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. God's protection comforts me. God's provision comforts me. Somebody say, he comforts me. He comforts me. He comforts me. Whew. Go to 1 John 4. I thought I'd be further along by this time. But I think we're doing the right thing. <coughs> Throughout the Word, 
Old Testament and New. You see God telling people these things. Fear not. Have you ever read in the Word where He said, Fear not? When an angel comes on the scene, usually the first thing He says, Fear not. Is that right? When God speaks to somebody, oftentimes, first thing, Fear not. Is that just a standard heavenly greeting? No. <laughs> or is there reason for that? Fear not. Do you think God actually intends for us to take that seriously and comply? Hmm? There's a reason why this has been confusing to many. The enemy tries to confuse. Because if you ever find out you don't have to yield to fear or doubt or worry, it's going to be very hard for the enemy to do much with you after that. But if you think you can't help it, you're easily defeated. All he's got to do, you can be on top of the world, and all he's got to do is bring you a funny feeling. And you go, I was doing so good. And how, well, why, why are you no longer doing so good? What has changed so radically? I just, I just don't feel like it anymore. Oh, come on. Grow up. Every saint of God will find at times thoughts and feelings coming to their mind and their emotions that's not good. You can't control what comes against you out here. But you never have to let it get in here. Never. Like Brother Hagin, my father in the faith, used to say, he said, you... You can't prevent a bird from flying over your head. But you can prevent him from building a nest in your hair. What does that mean? Letting it stay on you. Thinking it. Yielding to it. Talking about it. Dwelling on it. That's how you get in a mess. When it hits you, you may feel it and then you go, "Uh uh-uh. No, 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 no. No. Fear. Get out of here. I resist you. Depression, heaviness, get out of here. I resist you. I refuse. The Lord told me I am not to let my heart be troubled. He told me I am not to allow let my heart be afraid. So I don't have to. And he meant business when he told us this. And it was not him trying to be tough or hard with us. He doesn't want us to go through all that pain and junk and torment. And he doesn't want us to hinder him from working in our lives. Come on, somebody said out loud, no more. No more depression. No more worry. No more fear. I don't have to. I refuse to. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Somebody's going to be cleaning the house. I'm telling you, they're going to be cleaning the house. Little devils had nests at their house. Yeah. They'd lay there and yield to depression and cry their eyes out and feel sorry for themselves and stay in the bed sometimes days at a time. And if they could only have their spiritual eyes opened and see what they were laying around with, 
They'd take 25 showers. <laughs> these, these things are real. It don't mean you're lost. Don't mean you're an evil person. Just mean you've been yielding to some bad stuff. Let's stop it. I said, let's stop it. Let's stop it. Didn't the Bible say, neither give place to the devil? That means you can. Means you don't have to. First John four. First John four. And verse four. He said, You dear children, first John four four, you're of God, little children, and you've overcome them. What does that mean? I don't feel like I've overcome them. You're in Christ. He overcame them. You're in Him. Just believe it. Just agree with it. Why? Because greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. Oh, somebody say, Greater is He that is in me than He that's in the world. The NIV says it like this The one who is in you. Is greater than the one who is in the world. Which one is in the world he's talking about? The God of this world. The devil. The one that brings the depression. Brings the fear. Brings the confusion. Brings the lies and the contradictions and the imaginations and the temptations. But you must not believe that he's bigger than the one that's in you. If you say I can't help it. That's essentially what you're saying. I can't help but be depressed. I can't help but be mad all the time. I can't help but be upset. Well, you're saying that the one that's against you is greater than the one who's in you. It's not true. I said it's not true. Somebody say the greater one is inside me. The one who's in me is much greater than the one who's against me. God is on my side. <laughs> he's not only on my side, he's in my inside. He's inside on my side. <laughs> People full of fear don't laugh like that. I was giving you a chance to Resist that fear. Because if you sit there and go. You don't know what I'm going through. What I've been through. Yeah and you ain't listening. There's a stubbornness there. Against the word of God. And the truth is. Your case ain't special at all. The scripture also says. That your brethren. And throughout the world are experiencing the same things. We've all been through the same stuff. You've never been through this. Yeah, what we went through might have been worse. In a different area. How do you know? Nobody knows. Jesus knows. He was tempted in all points like as us. But no sin. Which means he never did what he told us not to do. Jesus never let his heart 
be troubled and despaired in fear and unbelief. Never. 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 He always responded in faith. And, and on the cross. In, in the situation. We know what happened on the outside. But you couldn't see what was happening on the inside. The sin of all mankind. Was put on him. And he was made sin with it. We really have no idea. What that was. But by faith. He drew his last breath. And said Father. Into your hands, I commit my spirit. Talk about faith. He was believing for victory over sin and over death. He was believing for resurrection, not just his. Because it wasn't his sin he took. He was believing for all of our resurrection. He was not defeated in drawing his last breath. He died in faith. Oh, glory to God. Oh, somebody say glory to God. None of us have ever been pushed that far or ever will be pushed that far to where blood's coming out of our pores resisting the sin of the world that's going to be put on your spirit. So when you say nobody knows... You need to repent. He knows far beyond what you'll ever experience. And yet he did it in faith. And when he tells you, don't let your heart be troubled. He's not telling you to do something he didn't do. And he did it as a man. Oh, friend, this is, the truth will make you free. I said the truth will make you free. Somebody say, I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be troubled. I don't have to be. What a way to live. Walk in peace. Every day. Walk in victory. Every day. Walk in joy. And strength. Every day. A lot of folk don't think it's possible. It is. It's the Bible. Oh hallelujah. Sit out loud. The one in me. Is greater than the one in the world. Mm-hmm. Verse 16. Skip on down to verse 16. Makes me want to sing. Makes me want to shout. <laughs> Glory to God. I don't have to be afraid anymore. I don't have to be depressed. I don't have to be confused. Why? Because the one in me is greater than the one trying to bring this stuff against me. Verse 16. We have known and believed the love that God has to us. Mention two things here. We what? We, we, we heard about it. We know about it. Maybe I've been touched by it, but something else. We have what? Believed the love that God has to us. See, that's not only believing He is, that's believing He's good. Believing He loves me. Not just believing He's he's real and He's almighty, but believing He loves me 
And this is not just some religious term. He cares about me and will use his great power to help me. If I don't believe that, I can't help from being afraid in this curse-filled earth in the shadow of death. But if I believe this, (laughs) if I believe this, that the creator of the heaven and earth knows my name, keeps track of the number of hairs on my head, hmm? and will never leave me, and never forsake me, and he's with me right now, and he's with me every day, and he'll always be with me. His rod and his staff comfort me. His ability and his care. His protection and provision. Thank you, Lord. Verse 17. Well, let me, let me finish reading. We have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. And he that dwells in love dwells in God and God in him. Now, love is not just a feeling. God is love. God's not just a feeling. It'll affect your feelings. But it's much, much more. Verse 17. Herein is our love made perfect. Now perfect means fully developed. Grown up. Fully developed. That we may have what? Boldness. Now get this. When? 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 <laughs> in the day of judgment bold what does that mean no fear because as he is so are we in this world I'm in him he's in me does Jesus have something to be concerned about or scared about on judgment day No. personally then neither do I. I've never said that before. Thank you, Lord. Why? Why? Is Jesus dreading judgment day? Because he might not be okay. Huh? Uh-uh. Not at all. Well, then neither should I be. Why? Because as he is, so am I right now. Here in this world. How is he? He's completely righteous. He's completely accepted of the Father. There's no no sin, no judgment. There's nothing going to happen to him bad on judgment day. (laughs) Me either. Me either, because I'm in him. He's in me. It's his righteousness I have. It's his. It's his holiness, his righteousness that's mine. So I can have boldness, not arrogance, but bold, not pride. But boldness, what is boldness? Complete confidence. When? In the day 
judgment. It, it just hurts my heart. All the good church going people. Somebody told Phyllis now this just a matter of months ago. Talking about dying and going, and going to heaven. They said, well, I hope so. You know, I hope I've been good enough. Hope I've done enough. Believe in lies. That's not what it's based on. If it's based on that, you're in trouble. Because I don't care what you've done. It wasn't enough. <laughs> uh-uh. If you know the truth, you know I have no reason to be concerned about after this life or about judgment. We are not going to be judged before the throne of God as to whether we're saved or lost. We're not going to be. Jesus was judged in our place. And all those that have received him and really believe him, you are already accepted in the beloved. There will be a judgment seat of Christ where our works are judged. What we did. And we'll get reward for the things that we did good. The things that was all flesh and junk, it'll just be lost. It'll be consumed by the fire. But that's not... That's not judgment whether we lost or saved. But this biting your nails, man, I hope I've been good enough. I hope I. What is that? Fear. That's fear. That's certainly not boldness and confidence about the day of judgment. Read the very next verse. Read the very next verse. There is what? No fear. In love. Now you got to back up. He talked about love being perfected already. Your love being fully developed. And that is, how, how did he begin this? Let me back up to verse 16. We have what? Known and believed the love God has to or for us. It's not just talking about walking in love. It's about believing how much God loves you. Not just being a, a religious idea somewhere, but it's real to you. you. You have believed it. You have received it. And because of that, in verse 17, herein is our love perfected, made perfect. To the end, we may have boldness in the day of, in the day of judgment. That just... Does that do anything for you? In the day. When the sky is rolling up like a scroll. The earth is coming apart. People are hiding under rocks hoping God won't see them. And you and I are just standing out in the open going, it's daddy. Daddy. Daddy's on the throne. And that's big brother coming in the clouds. No fear. No fear. Boldness. 
It's not based on what I did or didn't do. It's all based on what he did. And what he did is perfect and completely accepted. Verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. If your heart's troubled, you're being tormented. If your heart's afraid, you're being tormented. Can you see this? He that fears is not made perfect in love. You, the, believing his love needs to develop in you. And see, this is inseparable from faith. Faith works by love. If you're full of fear, what does that mean? Not in faith. Not in faith, what's that connected to? The love. Not, not developed in knowing his love for you. Believing it and receiving it. My, my. Somebody say glory to God. Go with me to the book of Luke. And this is. Uh, this might be a little bit chewy. This next part. You know what I mean by that? You know you got milk. And you got mush. <laughs> and you got. T-bone. <laughs> or whatever it is that's chewy to you. Uh, Luke 12. Have you got just a few more minutes? I, I was checking my heart about if I needed to wait till next week on this, but I think we need to finish this while we're here, right? This part. Luke 12, verse 4. These are the words of the Master. The words of Jesus. He said, I say to you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body. And after that, have no more that they can do. <laughs> this is different thinking than most people on the planet. Hebrews said that Jesus did not take part of angelic nature, but he took part of the seed of Abraham, becoming a man, and delivered those who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. The fear of dying and death is the root of myriad fears throughout life. And you can whack off the branches and the tops, but how many know if you don't get the root out, what's going to happen? It's coming back. It's coming back. All the phobias that people have. Fear of being in tight places. It's a fear of dying. It's a fear of smothering and dying. Fear of being alone. It's a fear of dying. Fear of the water, it's a fear of drowning and dying. 
Fear of flying is a fear, not just a fear of flying, it's a fear of crashing and dying. Right? Can you see what I'm talking about? Thing after thing after thing, it comes back to, what if it kills me? What if I die? Honey, you used to buy that much longer? You're going to die. If you live another 50 years, it's going to come and go like a blink of an eye. Any, anybody in here live more than 50 years? Hmm? How long is it? Yeah, 60, 70, 80. How about the last 10 years? How about the last 10 years? It seems like the older you get, it's like those telephone poles on the side of the road. When you're looking up and you're thinking... It's 2016. No, it's half gone. Over half gone. What? Almost another year. You need to be thinking about the end of the year now. It just started. If the Lord tarries his coming just just that much longer, you're going to die. I'm going to die. And your dog and your cat and your goldfish. <laughs> Every. True or not? And if you're afraid of that, you will not have a victorious life. If you're afraid of dying, the enemy can take something and bring that fear to you and keep you without peace and without joy and agitated. And that will drain you of your strength. You can't live like that day in and day out without it affecting you mentally and emotionally. And that can destroy your relationships. That can prevent you from being a good employee or having a successful business. One thing after another. You're, oh, I can't touch that. and I can't eat that. and Oh, I couldn't go there. And, and I can't do that. And I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Why? Afraid. You'll die. I'll get a germ and die. I can't shake your hand. I might get a cold and get pneumonia and die. Friend, there's enough germs in every breath you're taking right now. And everything you eat and everything you drink to kill you a thousand times over before the month is done. But God can keep you and help you. But what the master is saying here is that there is one fear that will free you from all the rest. And it is the fear and reverence of God. Are you all with me? Verse 8, verse 4, I say to you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body. And after that, have what? Now, see, to most people, that just sounds like a weird thing because, well, yeah, you're dead. The end. No, it's not the end. Death is not the big horrible deal that the enemy tries to blow it up to you all the time. Millions have already done it. (laughs) Right? Thousands did it today across the earth. Tens of thousands of people died 
they left here. What is death? Death is a transition. You leave your body. You don't turn into an angel. You're still you. You still got your mind. Still got your memories. Still got your personality. You are you. In the body, out of the body. Paul said whether in the body or out of the body, he couldn't tell. Because you're you, in or out. And no, there's no people hanging around the planet haunting places. That's a lie too. You say, well, I saw, I saw some stuff. You may have, but it wasn't the people. It was evil spirits imitating the people. Familiar spirits. But human beings, when your body dies, you got to leave. You go up or you go down, but you don't hang around. them that kill the body after that they can never touch you again they can't hurt you anymore no more they can do I will forewarn you whom you shall fear fear him which after he's killed has the power to cast into hell yeah I say to you fear him are not five sparrows sold for two farthings Not one of them is forgotten before God. What's this got to do with the other? It all flows together. But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. What does he say again? Fear not, therefore. You are more value than many sparrows. And I say to you, whoever will confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. You're not going to be going to hell. But he that denies me before men shall be denied before the angels of God. Those are people who did not fear God on the earth. And they rejected him. And they should have. Death is not the horrible, horrible thing that the enemy keeps trying to scare you with. Death is not the worst thing that could ever happen to you. It's not. Not dying without God is the worst thing that could ever happen to you. <clears throat> but for the believer, Paul said to depart and be with Christ is far better. Is that right? Far better. Better than being here. In closing, I think there's a whole lot more. But go to, go to Hebrews, please. For, for time's sake, we'll do this. Hebrews 13. I don't know if I'm through with this or not, but I don't, would you mind if I just came back Friday, if we're all still here, and preach the same thing to you? It wouldn't hurt us at all, would it? We just started from the beginning and just went all over again. As long as there's any fear or dread or being troubled in us, we're, we don't have this yet. Yeah. Right? That's right. That's right? 
Our love is not perfected. Our knowing his love is not perfected. In Hebrews 13 and 5. Remember Jesus said one of the last things he said before he left the earth. In Matthew, you, you stay there in Hebrews. But in Matthew he said, Lo, I am with you always. Even to the end of the world. Amen. Should we accept that personally? Should, should we? Is, is the Lord's words to us. And in Hebrews 13, you see this. Verse 5. Let your conversation, your way of life be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. What's that got to do with not being covetous? What's that got to do with being content? Because when you've got him, everything else pales. Is that right? In comparison. (laughs) If you think getting that new car is the greatest thing that ever happened in your life, then you don't know who's in you and who's with you. If you think getting that house, whatever, then you don't know. The greatest experiences in life are not natural. They're spiritual. By far the greatest. If you think the natural things are, it just shows how little you've experienced. But if you know, he said, I'm with you. Who's with me? Who's with me? (laughs) The one who said light be. Is with me. And he said I will never leave you. Nor forsake you. Let me read this from some other translations. The, The World English Bible says. He said I will in no way leave you. Neither will I in any way forsake you. This is borne out in the Greek. Somebody say, in no way. No way. 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 I mean, that's a phrase we use today, right? No way way he's going to leave you. No way he's going to forsake you. The Weist translation says it like this. It says, for he himself has said, not an angel, not a prophet, The Almighty himself has said, and the statement is on record. I will not, I will not cease to sustain and uphold you. Then it says, I will not, I will not, I will not let you down. Now the reason I'm reading this is because, and I'm going to read Young's literal, or not Young's, but the Amplified in just a moment. The reason that's there is because that's, that's in the Greek. You have to say it three times to express the original. <laughs> One time, like B, was enough. <clears throat> Why did he do this? Because he knew. <laughs> he knew what you'd be feeling down here. Is that right? He knew what you'd be seeing and hearing and going through. And he wants you to know the God who cannot lie. Went on permanent record and told you. No way. 
know how. Let me read the Amplified. Put the Amplified up. It says, For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down. Relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. When this dawns on your heart and mind, when you believe this love, it sets you free. Completely free from the fear of death. That's why the response to this is, so we take comfort and we are encouraged and confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? I can blow your brains out. Is that all? (laughs) I'm going to be dead in five minutes anyway. I mean, God time. It just completely sets you free. It completely sets you free. Because when you do breathe your last, what's it going to be like? It ain't going to be terror and darkness. He's going to be right there. Uh, he's, he's with you when you take your last breath on this side. And when you slip out of your body, guess who's there? He's there. He's there. Only now you can really hear him. Clearly. Now you can really see him. It's not in a glass darkly anymore. It's face to face. I'm actually looking forward to going. Now, I don't want to rush it. I got a job to do. You got a job to do. It's going to go fast enough as it is. And don't you leave early and leave us to do your work too. You stay here and do your tour of duty. Is that right? Finish your time. Run your race. Do your job. It'll be over so quick anyway. And then, won't be long. We'll all be out of here. Trumpets gonna sound. Dead in Christ gonna rise. Everybody's gonna come, gonna come with him in the clouds. If you're still down here, your mouth's gonna be about that wide open. And all at once, you're gonna be transformed, changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, caught up. Hallelujah. Caught up. And forever. We're going to be with him. And with our folks. And Abraham. Moses. And Elijah. All our other kin folks. Hallelujah. So why. Should I let the devil lie to me. 
and live tormented in my few days on the earth about things, a lot of it don't matter anyway. Is God big enough to sustain me and help me stay here and serve him and do what he put me down here to do? Is he big enough to heal me? To keep a disease from stopping me or taking me out early? Is he big enough to protect me from accidents and problems? Is he big enough to provide for me so I can do it? All worry is vain. All fear and torment is needless. Yea. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Come on, help. Come on, help me. I will fear nothing. No evil. I refuse. I refuse. Why? Because he's with me. He's with me in the morning. He's with me at noontime. He's with me when the sun goes down. He's with me in every situation, every season of life, every condition. And he's with me. And his presence and his protection and his provision and his greater one inside me comforts me. And I'm okay. And better than okay. And I'm going to be okay. And after this, it just gets way better. Stand on your feet, everybody. Hey, hey. Glory to God. 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 Victory is mine. Victory today. Oh. Victory.